Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Fair Ones and Fairways. Noel Sosa in here with the Hurricane Fernando Rivas. What up, Hurricane? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, another big week of fights. You know, shout out to my good friend, uh, the Warcat Williams, Alfonso Williams. His Lions are in the NFC Championship. How about that? He's got to be happy. I'm not happy because my team sucked this year, like <laughs> like they do every year, but uh, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> Listen, man, uh, there's one thing you got to say. Something good needed to happen in Detroit. Yeah. So no. they, yeah. Need, they need it more than we do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, from, from 0-16 to where they're at now, man, it's a big climb. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Detroit going through it, y'all. So, you know. I'm glad they got something to cheer for. Yeah, no, I'll be rooting for them. I'll be rooting for I hate the 49ers, though. I'll be rooting for them. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't messing with San Francisco. No. I like the weather in San Francisco. I like the weather. Hate the team. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man. But listen, uh, glad that we're back. Uh, missing Ivory today, but me and uh, Hurricane going to hold it down, man. Lot to lot to go over, lot to discuss uh, in the world of boxing. And uh, we want to go ahead and jump into it right now. Uh, where do we start, man? I think we should start by recapping what we were talking about uh, in our last episode. Uh, that was the big showdown with Arthur Betterbia versus uh, Callum Smith. I went on a limb and, 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 and picked Callum Smith for the upset. Uh, I thought he looked good for a while, but boy, Betterbia is a force that is, is like the irresistible force, man. Good luck keeping this guy away from you. Yeah, no, and I and I didn't. I, I wouldn't blame you for picking uh, Callum Smith. I mean, like we talked about before, he's had some quality wins before. He's he's you know, tall, lanky guy. He's got some underrated power. Yeah. So it could have happened. It could have been. It was conceivable. But you know, but Turpy, if it's just in another level with his power, with his aggressiveness, the way he lands, everything lands with a with just a thud, with you know, uh, just mean intentions on those punches, and uh, he's relentless. And uh, you can tell he had that extra motivation for this fight. Dude, he knew that the payday was around the corner, uh, right? With, with, the wor- with the word being that uh, if he gets through Callum Smith, he's going to get the shot for the big undisputed payday against Dimitri Bivol, and that's that big Saudi payday. And uh, he, said, he, he said he was a man that would not be denied. No, for sure. I mean, he, he was relentless all night. He kept pressing and pressing and Broke him down, just broke him down gradually. It was a, it was still a tough and grueling fight on both ends, but I mean, uh, Paterbiev just took over and he ended up getting obviously the best of it and did what he was supposed to do. What I thought he would do, um, did a little earlier than I thought he'd do it, but you know he got the job done and now he's got people to look forward to. Uh, you know what surprised me and impressed me the most about the performance? Not only did he show, you know, that killer instinct, which what he's known for. I think when you think of Arthur better be of that's what you think of. Uh, look, 20 and 0, 20 knockouts, right? Yeah. I mean, this this a bad man we're talking about here, right? He's got three fourths of the uh of the titles uh in, in, in that division. And again, now trying to get the, the the last and final piece, which ain't gonna be easy against Dimitri Bivol. But again, what's impressed me uh by by Arthur Betterbeev was not only that viciousness that he's known for, but how calculated he was how much technique he put into applying the pressure that allowed him to eventually break down Callum Smith I, I was impressed the way that he went about it I, again man a 10 out of 10 performance if you ask me yeah for sure I mean you know when you have that big fight looming you know it can be a distraction you know it could it can lead you to maybe not have your best uh outing you know it's happened in the past where some fighters have a big fight on the way and you know they they struggle I mean look at uh Fury you know, most recently, he, <laughs> yeah. You know, he right. has that Usyk fight coming up, and you know, lays an egg against Zenganu. So, boy, it's happened. And but you know, to his credit, Baturbiev, you know, stuck to the game plan, did what he was supposed to do. You know, broke uh, Callum Smith down, 
And, you know, that's not that's not an easy task either because Calum Smith is one of the top guys in that division and was a former unified champion. Uh, until that fight, only had one loss, and that was against Canelo. Yeah, and so nobody had done that to him. Nobody done what, you know, what, what Terpiev did, you know, to him. So, you know, it was a, it was – it's still a big accomplishment. I know people are going to say, oh, well, he came up in weight. and But you know what? Callum Smith was still a big name. And, right. you know, he took a tough, a tough, a tough beating in this one. I mean, they, he got punished for sure. Yeah. And, you know, that just goes to show you the type of power that Beterbiev have because Canelo has power too, and he could not do that to him. No, so man. So that just lets you know, you know, what's going on at 175 for sure. That's right. And, I, and again, the reason I picked Callum Smith for the upset is I, I'm, th- I'm looking at a guy who's only getting better and getting stronger, right? I'm, but, boy, better be of, against just prove that he's got a different kind of gear uh, to tap into. Uh, listen, man, looking at Crystal Ball, obviously, as we as the fight becomes official and as we get closer when it happens later this year, we'll do a deep dive into it. Uh, but how excited are you now that we actually are going to get the matchup here, man? Dimitri Bivol versus Artur Betabiev. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't get much bigger than that. No, it doesn't. It's the, the two best fighters in the 175 division, all the belts on the line. You know, uh, Bivol is on many people's pound for pound. So, I mean, this is a huge fight. You know, it's a huge fight for Beterbiev, too. He, he's 38 years old. doesn't have any very many opportunities left to show the world that he's the best. And this is one big opportunity coming up. So, I can't wait to see it. You know, his knockout power versus uh, Bivol's combinations, his IQ. I think it's going to be a good, uh, a good clash of styles there. I mean, just out the gate, obviously, you know, we won't hold you to this because we're not nowhere near, you know, the actual fight date. I mean, which way are you leaning with this one? Um, I'm 50-50 right now, you know. Okay. Because I can see Beterbiev because he's, he's he's an elite fighter. And so there's a lot of fighters who can who can press you and have a lot of power, but there's something missing in their game that, you know, doesn't make him an elite fighter, whether it's a weak chin or weak fundamentals or something. Uh it's very hard to see that with Petrovic. He did get dropped early in his career, but it seems like he kind of, you know, tweaked that a little bit to where he's kind of improved. So it's hard to say he, that he might get caught with something. On the other hand, you know, uh, Bivol doesn't like to take very many risks. Right. Sometimes he has the fight already won, and he will not step on the gas. He'll just cruise to his decision win and, you know, call it a day. So this might be a fight where he has to take a risk. You know, right. he, he might be ahead in the cards, but Beterbiev might still be dangerous. You know, he he might have to be able to, you know, if called upon, he might have to get into a into a war with Beterbiev. So I, I'm interested to see if that will happen. If uh, if you know if if Beterbiev can bring that out of him, uh, make him go to war. And I'm interested in seeing if you know Bivol also has the capabilities of frustrating him, and you know, working his combinations and maybe possibly taking him to school. He's he's got that ability as well. So it's it's a tough fight between a pound for pound guy and Bivol. And uh, you know, I think Beterbiev should be in some people's pound for pound list as well. I mean, oh. he's got that otherworldly power. So I mean it's it's a very interesting fight for sure. And it's the best fight to make at one seventy five. Oh by, by far. I mean this is one of those ones that, you know, boxing fans rejoice, right? This is actually gonna be the fight that we get. Again, man, you know, hopefully you know, continuing the momentum from what last year brought us. I mean, we finally got a lot of the fights that we've been asking for, and it looks like that's only going to get better uh, and better uh, in the years to come, and that's a whole other conversation why that's happening. But, you know, I look at this matchup, and i got to be honest with you, as of all the latest data and, you know, reviews of fights and just what's out there and where guys are, man, I'm leaning towards better be of here. I mean, this guy just hasn't shown me that anybody can – 
you know, tell him any different in that ring. And B. Vola is going to be the right guy to ask the questions. But I don't know, man. I, I got to lean with the the ferociousness and the power of uh, Artur Beterbiev. Again, at least right now, as we get close and we really break yeah. the fight down, uh, it's going to be something, uh, you know, to really examine thoroughly. But just out the gate, now that we know that this is actually going to be happening, I, I can't wait for the official announcement and we get the details and particulars. But we know that Saudi's going to make this happen, right? Uh, His Excellency, Turkey Al Al Sheikh, this is what he wants. So something tells me this is what we're going to get. Yeah. You know, um, Artur Betabia versus Dimitri Bivol for all the marbles, the undisputed title in the light heavyweight division. I can't wait for it. Like I said, out the gate right now, leaning towards Better Bev, but. You know, we'll definitely give that a long, hard look yeah. and, and, and a thorough breakdown uh, as we approach that fight happening whenever they get to announce it. A fight that is happening, though, uh, this weekend at the time of this recording, uh, Jaime Munguia, who's run up a record of 42-0 and with 33 knockouts, uh, going to be taking on John Ryder, 32-6-18. Of course, John Ryder, most recently known for his losing effort but gutsy performance against Canelo Alvarez in Mexico. They fought in Guadalajara, right? That happened yes. out there. And, well, he's got another shot to make some noise here, taking on undefeated Jaime Munguia. Real curious to see how you what you think of this one, Fernando. Well, you know, uh, Munguia, hopefully he has done something on defense here. <laughs> he's going to need to. Because he, he takes a lot of shots. And let me tell you something, John Ryder has a really nice right hook. If he and if he catches you with that, I mean, he can put give you some problems for sure. You know, I've seen him do that. I mean, I've seen him at work. Uh, Daniel Jacobs got yeah. that win over him. Right. And he arguably won a couple of rounds against Canelo towards the end of the fight. That's right. And uh, where we thought, hey, Ryder's going to get stopped. And But you know what? He also showed toughness, heart. You know, he, he was in a situation where he had 50,000-plus against him. Yeah. No, You know, he was kind of treated like the sacrificial lamb there. Yeah. But he kept getting up. He kept fighting. And gave Canelo a good fight towards the end. Let me let me ask you this because uh, listen, I know people gave Canelo a lot of uh, grief for not finishing John Ryder in that fight. Yeah, but he put a lot of punishment on John Ryder. John Ryder, yeah. he got hurt in that that fight again, was dropped, and and you could just visibly see the punishment that he endured uh, in that contest versus Canelo. Let me ask you this though: Is John Ryder better off or worse off after that fight with Canelo? Well, I mean, he's probably better off in the sense that he can get a guy like Munguia to fight him versus had he given Canelo a lot more problems. I don't think Munguia would have taken that fight. Mm. I think Golden Boy would have, you know, quarantined him (laughs) from from guys like John Ryder. Right. But with him having looked as bad as he did early in that fight and lost all the rounds that he did, took the punishment that he did, I think, you know, they think, well, you know, we got Munguia here. He can probably, let's see how he can do with this guy. You know, he seems to be on his way out maybe. But, you know, they'd be mistaken to, to think that because Ryder's as tough as, as they come in that weight class. Yeah. And uh, like I said, he's got a great great right hook. You know, he can he can work off the ropes. Uh, he, he's going he's gonna to give, I think, Munguia a good test. Munguia needs to really focus on some defense here because if he gets caught, mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's not going to be like um, with Derevianchenko where he had that fight of the year type fight. How, how, do, how are you going to break this one down? Like, let's go ahead and make it some official predictions here. Uh, I think I, I honestly – I do see Munguia winning a lot of rounds because he he does have that style where he just comes forward. He's going to take a lot of shots coming in, but he's going to land, I think, the harder shots here. Okay. But I can definitely see John Ryder squeaking by the later half of the fight as well. You know, it's kind of when he has that reservoir of, you know, of stamina that that kicks in. Mm -hmm. I think this fight's going to be a lot close. 
I'm, I'm going to say with Munguia being the, the big name here, I think he's going to eke out a, a split decision here against John Ryder. And um, I think it'll show, you know, John Ryder will continue to show his toughness, but I think we'll continue to, to see Munguia as not ready for the big for the big time yet. How about it, man? Uh, you know, my take on this fight here, I, I'm actually picking – it's crazy I'm doing this again. I'm picking John Ryder to win here. Yeah. I, and, I, I think John Ryder's going to win this fight. And, again, I'll say you, we couldn't blame you for picking him right. based on, you know, how Munguia has performed in his last few fights, particularly on defense. <laughs> I don't know what Eric Morales is teaching him. Right. And he's a great fighter, Hall of, Hall of Fame guy, and, you know, did, has done good for other fighters. I don't know what they're doing with Munguia when it comes to defense. I really don't. <laughs> uh, they're just so. I mean, it, it, the defense is just non-existent. You know, it, you know, by for all intents and purposes, you know, if you ask me, man, I just think that 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 defense just doesn't exist for Jaime Munguia and John Ryder. Listen, that's a tough, scrappy dude, and I think he's going to be able to hurt Munguia. And and I, I don't know if Munguia is going to know how to respond correctly. Uh, just something about this matchup just doesn't. Uh, if you can't tell. I'm completely out on Jaime Munguia. I'm just not. A, I, I, I think it's been mismanaged, and I just don't think that he's going to be able to truly cross over to that upper echelon. I mean, this is you know, and this isn't necessarily an upper echelon fight, but I think it's enough problems that Jaime Munguia, again, man, the way that he's been brought along, may not be ready for. Just my opinion. Picking the upset here, uh, going with uh, going with my man John Ryder. No, not a bad pick. And like I said, Munguia, forty-two and zero. He should have got going a long time ago, but De La Hoya has kind of babied this guy. So, and you know that you know that can be detrimental. You know, I've seen a lot of fighters who start out their career undefeated, and you know they want to build them up, but they don't gradually take the steps necessary to to keep that record going. And you know, when you can be 15, 16, and no fighting a bunch of you know a bunch of journeymen, you're not gonna get to where you want to go. You have to gradually step up the the toughness and competition. And you know, Mungia, you know, after he won that 54 title and moved up and wait he's fought 12 i think 12 consecutive non-title fights mm-hmm. against guys that he shouldn't be fighting anymore right you know but good luck to him he's still an exciting fighter you know whether he wins or he's undefeated but i'm looking forward to this fight i he, think it's going to be a good a fun fight to watch i imagine if he was to lose this fight it'd be a stoppage you know and it'd be a, a in, a, in a very entertaining war yeah. type of a fight so i mean he's still an exciting guy you know i guess he's got that going for him mm-hmm. but uh you know, time time is not going to slow down for him. He's going to have to take some risk at some point. You know, there was talks of him maybe fighting Canelo at some point. I mean, that'd be a slaughter. Yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, he needs to take the opportunities already. He needs to. They need to step him up. I mean, it's getting it's way past time already for that. Yeah, we'll see how he does against John Ryder this weekend. Looking forward to that uh, uh, that matchup. Uh, another matchup that we get to officially now look forward to. We finally get to find out what this looks like. PBC hooking up with Prime, Amazon Prime. And guess what? You don't get to watch it on Amazon Prime. (laughs) They end up giving us a pay-per-view right out the gate. Uh, Listen, uh, Tim Zhu, very excited about him, right? Uh, The the, the son of the legendary Australian fighter, Costa Zhu, right, has made a name for himself. Uh, you know, winning a title, being awarded a title. Tim Zhu, uh, 24-0, 17 knockouts. Uh, Going to face 
uh, a, 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 you know, apparently Keith Thurman is woken up out of a coma. He's been thawed out and gets himself a title shot. How about that? Keith Thurman off for what a couple of years and, and jumps right back into the uh, in, into the mix. How about where did this matchup come from? Yeah, Keith once upon a time Thurman, right? That's good. That's good. I <laughs> but, like that. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> But but yeah no I, I I'm hearing they might they might not they might not even sanction this for a title fight is it, oh is that is that what's I'm hearing, happening I'm hearing it might be like a 155 catch weight now because what's I, the point of that what's yeah, going on so now? this guy gets an email title and then doesn't get to defend it in this next <laughs> fight so this is just yeah, that's the politics of the sanctioning body isn't this what has been hurting the sport yeah yeah it's, what's going on here yeah I mean and I'll tell you what PBC is part of the problem as well mm. you know they have an opportunity here to launch their partnership with prime with a big event tim sue versus, versus keith thurman it's a big fight yeah but it's not pay-per-view right it's not pay-per-view definitely you know? not but they have a track record for putting these type of fights on pay-per-view and you know they, they just I mean, don't get it what, what a great say. opportunity to showcase something with this new partnership with amazon prime and 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 we're doing a pay-per-view here uh, with with a, a card that probably shouldn't be on it, I tell me I'm just very disappointed. Yeah, very disappointing. It's a it's a good fight. Uh, again, I'll reiterate reiterate that it's a it's a big fight. The undercard's going to steal the show. Sure, I'm going to tell you right now when we get right. to it. But yeah, that fight it's going to steal the show. But it, it this is a great opportunity to introduce you know the sport to more casual fans, maybe people that you know have the have, that have, have the prime streaming service already, who have not seen you know boxing and. You know, they would get to be exposed to some really good fights right. for free. You know, um, to do this on pay per view, it just shows that these people just don't get it, man. These guys are greedy. You know, they've done that. You know, with with other fights on pay per view that just didn't need to be pay per view. Like, you know, and I mentioned this numerous times. Like, I can't get over that. You know, Ruiz versus Ariola pay per view. Why, why was that pay per view? Right. So these guys have a track record of doing fights that would be decent uh, for free, and and they charge you for it. So. A, a yeah. missed opportunity, I do believe. Big time missed opportunity here. Uh, yeah, again, I'm excited to see Tim Zoo in the ring. And, and you know what? Even though Keith Thurman, I think, you know, who has fallen out of relevancy, uh, I mean, listen, he's still 30 and 1. His only loss comes to the legendary Pac Man, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and so he can possibly be uh, a, a formidable opponent. But we don't know that at this point. Yeah. I mean, Keith Thurman has had a, a, a couple of different long layoffs. Yeah, it's like ever since he got that Pac Man payday, where the hell has he been? Yeah, I mean, his prime has—he's been wasting his prime, unfortunately. And you know, someone like Tim Zhu was hungry. He's young. He's—you know—he's he's been knocking people out naturally, bigger, naturally bigger. I mean, you know, you'd think he's the favorite here. I uh, think so. You know, I mean, in in, in all honesty, I mean, Keith Thurman, you know, was once a big name, had, had some quality wins, but then he just—you know. One time turned to part time. <laughs> you know, he's once upon a time. You know, it just we just don't get him enough anymore. He fights once every two years, and you know that's not a recipe for success when you're going to fight one of the top young guys in the sport. Right? It just, it just isn't. And so, I'm still interested in seeing it, but I really can't wait to see the the chief supporting bout in that in that card. How about that, man? There it is. Uh, let, let's talk about that real quick too, because you do love to see. Uh, some cards that's more than just the main event. And it looks like we are going to get that here. To to, to the credit uh, for these guys putting this together, even though I still don't think it's good worth the pay-per-view. No. But this is still a fun matchup, man. Roley Romero, always controversial, always very uh, loud in what he says. Uh, listen, man, he's 15-1-13. He's back in the ring taking on, I think, a fan favorite, uh, Isak Pitbull Cruz. 
what about this matchup? Like you said, you think this one's going to steal the show. Yeah. You know, both fighters gave uh, Tank Davis a good fight. Uh, Isaac, Isaac Cruz, you know, held him to a close decision, gave him all he can handle. You know, Roley was effective in, in spots until he got caught. And, uh, you know, both the guys can, can crack. Both guys, you know, are, are come forward guys. So I, I cannot wait to see this, actually. They're, they're, I think it's going to be a slugfest. I wouldn't blame them if they made this the main event, to be honest with How you. about that? And to me, that would be the, a real main event because in the United States, I don't think a lot of people know Tim Zoo like that. Right. But both everybody in the United States knows both of these guys, Roly and, yeah. and Isaac. I mean, why not make that the main make event? make a good point. You know, but again, you know, for free, you know, don't charge it. <laughs> and, and you know what? If, if it's going to be, be pay-per-view, then at least take a page out of the Saudi guys. Make it cheap, you know Yeah, I mean? man. Let, let's do let's do a nine ninety nine pay per view for this one, yeah. right? You know yeah, what I mean? Let's, yeah, for sure. I mean fifteen ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine. I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah, I would have settled for free ninety nine. That's what this the one, but you know what, man? Uh, you know, make make it a respectable price, something you know reasonable. I guess you know. I know in the past, top rank used to do those. You know, pay per views like smaller pay per views back in the day, where they feature guys like Morales and stuff, making some defenses, and it'd be cheap. But right. you get your money's worth because it was a decent undercard usually. You know, I know HBO, the TV KO back in the day used to do some s- smaller pay-per-views as well. So if they treat it like that, maybe I think we can, you know, right. it'll soften the blow and I, not, maybe I'll, I'll spend money on this thing. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, ma- big missed opportunity. I'll say that again, too. It's I, again, just, you're right. I, I think you're absolutely right. And, and speaking of missed opportunity, odd man out here, Ryan Garcia. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, kind of a mess, like just a complete mess of a situation uh, going on with Ryan Garcia. One minute he was going to fight Roley. That's not happening. Then maybe he's going to fight, you know, Cruz. That's not, they, the guys end up fighting each other. Wh- where is Ryan Garcia in all of this? I, I guess he's just fighting with Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. Hopefully Ryan Garcia is somewhere taking several seats, man. He just, <laughs> this guy, and listen, I'm not a big defender of Oscar De La Hoya. You guys right, know that. Right. Uh, but, you know when, when you have an opportunity here to 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 take some fights and 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 you're publicly fighting with your your promoter, it's just it's just not a good look. You know I think De La Hoya, you know suggested. Uh, I think they signed they just signed that Jose Carlos uh, Ramirez, mm-hmm. and that would have been a good fight for Ryan. Sure, I mean, he says he wants to smoke with all the big names. Let's get rocking then. And and, he, and then he says no. Let's make it clear I'm not fighting him. And says it might as well just me being me against Oscar. Well, you know, if you don't want to fight those type of guys, you know, this is a situation where you got to pull them to the side and have a private conversation. You don't put this out on Twitter or X, as it's called now, and, you know, publicly, you know, get into it with your promoter. And it just, it's looking more and more like Ryan Garcia's a big part of the problem here. Mm. You know, this is a fractured relationship as it is. I don't think, I think, man, we, I don't, I don't think that the Golden Boy and, and Ryan Garcia will, will continue working much longer. I, I don't see it. You know, I, I don't know when the contract expires. Maybe this year. You know, I wouldn't blame Oscar De La Hoya if he just froze him out. Says, mm-hmm. you know what, just don't fight. Fight. You know, let's wait till your contract expires and then good luck to you. Because it just seems to me like there's a lot of effort coming to, to try to make him some fights, to try to get him something to keep him active, to keep him, you know, in the public. And you know, Ryan Garcia's just nope, nope. Nope, I don't want that. Nope, I want this. Nope, I've advised my team to do this. No, I've advised my team to do that now. It just, it doesn't make sense. You know, you can't act like a diva, you know, and, you know, like that and think you're going get, to get your way. You know, I think uh, it, it's getting to a point where maybe De La Hoya says, you know what, fuck this guy. Let him, let him, sit, on, let him, let him sit on the bench for the rest of the year. Right, you know? right. Um, 
and and I wouldn't blame him, you know. But uh, but yeah, I mean, they they definitely should have had some private conversations about this. It doesn't need to be public like that, for yeah, sure. Yeah, man. I mean, it's uh, I, you hate to see it, especially for look, uh, you know, Ryan Garcia obviously is one of the most marketable and profitable fighters in the boxing business. Yeah. I mean, yeah. his fight with Tank Davis did huge numbers. And you just hate to see a guy like that in this situation to where it looks like, I mean, inactivity, he may be plagued with it due to these different politics and situations and, and you know, you know, tripping over your own feet in, in, in a lot of these instances is very unfortunate, man. But yeah, Ryan Garcia kind of odd man out now. Where's he going to end up? Who's he going to fight with? What's going to happen? Is he going to be able to get this resolved with Oscar? Are they going to have to go to litigation? I mean, there's just so yeah. much bullshit now yeah. uh, that he's going to have to deal with. Yeah. And that's very unfortunate yeah. for a young fighter uh, like Ryan Garcia. Yeah, and, and to play devil's advocate, too, like if you're Oscar De La Hoya, you don't just go on, on Twitter and say, hey, my fighter wants all the smoke with everybody if he doesn't. Right. You know, like I have fighters, too, and, you know, I'm not going to go publicly and say, hey, well, let's get these fights here, you know, if if – my fighters are telling me, hey, you know, let's do this. And and what I mean by that is sometimes, you know, like Ryan Garcia here, he could just simply pull Oscar to the side and say, hey, you know, uh, maybe maybe that's not the, what I want right now. Give me give me some more tune-ups. Let me kind of rebuild here, you know. And, 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 and that's the route you go. You don't publicly say, hey, I want smoke with the top guys because then you're going to look like you don't want to fight them. Right. And, you know, that's kind of what's going on right now. Um, you know, they're saying that certain guys price themselves out. But, you know, Roly is not fighting Pitbull Cruz, and so these guys are not fighting each other, and it just looks like Ryan Garcia is the one that missed out here, right? And so, so you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I guess both of, they both have some faults here, but I think it's just communication, man. You know, when you're when you're when you're a part of a team, you know, at this level in the sport of boxing, you know, at the elite level, there has to be some type of communication, man. Uh, I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know, you know, I know, like I said, they've had their relationship that's been kind of all over the place. These guys really need to sit down and talk, man, about what they want to do and, and you know, if they even continue working together, really, because it just doesn't seem like this is going to work much longer. It really doesn't to me. It, it, it You know, it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to come to any kind of resolution. I think there's too much animosity uh, built up there. And who knows what was said with Ryan Garcia and Mayweather. I don't think there's any love lost there as well. And yeah. with them kind of hanging out and whatever is going on there, I don't know. It just seems like a mess. It seems like a mess. We'll see what ends up happening would love to see Ryan Garcia back in action here. Yeah. Good luck. Good yeah. luck for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, real quick, speaking of in action, guess who is going to be in action? I was excited to hear this. Added to the undercard of AJ versus Nganu, uh, we've got ourselves a real-life heavyweight fight here, man. Joseph Parker coming off that win, impressive win against Deontay Wilder, taking on Big Bang Zili Zhang. How about that? Hey, this is a, I'm actually I'm very excited about this fight because Zhang's coming off of that you know those two big wins versus Joyce, Parker's uh, coming off his comeback of the year, uh, you know comeback fighter of the year, and so yeah I mean he and he's staying active I mean he fought what just was it a couple months ago yeah or, a couple months ago man so he's getting right back to it I mean uh, eight month ago right from right now yeah, you know yeah. what I mean yeah yes yeah, so, I mean yeah he's he's been very active but you know what that's good. And, you know, the winner of this fight is positioned to be, you know, a challenger potentially to AJ, potentially, you know, Fury, the winner of Uzik, Uzik Fury. Right. You know, this is a good fight here. And, uh, you know, both fighters have a lot to gain from it and a lot to lose, too. You know, you lose a fi this fight here, you know, you're back at the end of the line. 
And for Parker, you know, you can't afford to get back to the end of the line. That's right. Zhang as well. I mean, he's up there in age as well. Was he 40? 40 years old. Yeah, you can't afford to get to the, to back to the end of the line. You, you want to win here. So you're going to see a, a fight between two hungry heavyweights who still want to be relevant, who can both fight, who can both crack. And I think it's going to be a very exciting fight. Very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, again, these are the kind of fights, man. If you're a boxing fan, you know this is one to keep your eye on, right? Joseph Parker, what are the records here? Joseph Parker, uh, 34, yeah. uh, 3 with 23 knockouts. Yep. Big Bang Zhang, 26-1 and, uh, and 21. So, I mean, like you said, two very capable guys who are hungry, who got a lot of pop. That heavyweight power, right, yeah. is present in both these fighters. And... Man, this is going to be a really good matchup. What an addition uh, to the card that is AJ and Ganu. This man. is for sure a high stakes crossroads fight. We see a lot of crossroads fights in, in in boxing where it's two guys who have taken a couple tough L's and they kind of get one more shot. These are guys who are coming back off of wins, momentum building wins, but are up there in age. Right. They have everything to gain and everything to lose here. So that's the drama in this fight, and that's what's exciting about this fight. And I can't wait to see this one. For sure. Oh, man. I, I Likewise, man. Very excited. Real quick, and again, obviously, as we get closer, we'll break it down, but where do you kind of lean on this one out the gate? Man, uh, I can see uh, I can see Joseph Parker kind of going the route he did with Wilder here, and, you know, he, and he can uh, – he can he can do good things there, and he can he can probably he can squeak out a decision, especially if if Zhang reverts to some of his old ways where he would kind of get tired towards the middle rounds and later rounds. If if he goes that route, uh, I can see Parker taking a comfortable decision, but let's not you know underestimate Zhang's power. Big bang is big bang for a reason. That's right. And I can see him landing a big left. I mean, if Joyce was able to do it to him, I know uh, Big Bang can do it to to Parker. So I can see him landing a big left hand. And I'm gonna lean towards uh, the Big Bang in this one. Really, I think I think he's he's it's gonna be a close fight. I think Parker might have the edge coming into some of these later rounds, and I think Zhang, who's normally known for being tired, I think he's gonna find something here. He's gonna find a special moment here. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna get him out of there. Wow, that's impressive. That's Big that, Bang by stop by late stoppage. Okay, that's where he's leaning. Obviously, we're gonna get further into yeah. that and really break that fight down closer to fight night. Uh, just want to get your temperature, man. And you know, I'm, I'm again, I'm kind of leaning the other way. I just was impressed by Joyce. I think yeah. that activity level that he's been on is gonna again help him. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll see. Yeah, both, uh, both have a lot of momentum right now. Both of them. Yeah, uh, lean. I'm leaning towards Joseph Parker. On did I say Joyce? I think you said Joyce. Yeah, he's Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm I'm definitely leaning towards Joseph Parker here. Again, with the activity, with the way he's looking, I feel like he's got this renewed energy. I I, I just I don't know. Something tells me. And again, we'll break this down. But uh, out the gate, just initial feel. Leaning towards Joseph Parker. That's interesting. We're on the opposite side there. But, again, can clearly see. That's why this fight's so good. Yeah. That's why yeah. this fight's so yeah. good. Everything to win, everything to lose, and another potential show stealer yeah. right here. So, and, and speaking of, they would have to be stealing the show from, of course, the main event, which is AJ and Ganu. Last time we we talked, that had just been announced. Since then, uh, they've had the face-off. Did you get a chance to see that, by the way? I think I've seen uh, parts of it. You know, uh, I mean, I really didn't keep up with it too much. But... Uh, I, I the only thing that I, that I can take from it is Zangano. He's still the same mentally tough guy. Right. You know, AJ is showing some confidence there. You know, I think slowly he's gonna gain that AJ persona back in a way. Sure. You know, 
but you know, activity is what's what's been helping him do that. Absolutely, and, a- absolutely. Activity again, very key, man. I'm glad that that is a message that I think a lot of fighters are starting to understand. Again. And it's crazy that yeah. we're seeing it in the heavyweight division. How about that? Th- traditionally, they are, they're not the most active guys. That's and, right. You know, they're they're pretty active now, and so that's that, a good that thing. money might get you moving, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> money motivates a lot of situations. Yeah, you start there. getting those calls from Saudi Arabia. You're, you'll be ready in eight, in eight weeks. You'll be ready in eight weeks. I, I just want to say this one thing, man. It was interesting to see uh, AJ uh, outsized. You know, yeah. uh, when they stood next to each other, it was like, man, AJ looks smaller. Like for the first time I've ever, you know, and again, he's fighting big guys, heavyweights, yeah. but Ngannou's just such a massive, imposing figure. He's a big dude. It man. was interesting to see that AJ was not the bigger guy in that sense. No, it, it is. And, you know, Ngannou, you know, it's a big, big dude. And, you know, he, he can crack. He's got the world's hardest punch at one point. I don't know if he's right. still, right. you know, they did like an experiment or something like that. But, but yeah, I know he's fighting a guy that is mentally probably one of the toughest guys ever. Right. And I'm talking AJ all, AJ acknowledged that too by the way. Yeah, and you know in all combat sports too. I mean so so that's what he has going for him. You know, I just I still I'm kind of under the impression that people have the wrong idea because of how good he looked against Fury. I think Fury just completely fucked that fight off. Right. And which is why he looked as terrible as he did. And still won by the way. And still won, yeah. And you know, and and people now think Ngannou's might might be a little bit better than what he really is. Right. If you watch that fight with Fury, he w- he did look exhausted at certain points in that fight with Fury. Right. Where he wasn't doing anything. You know, if it gets to that point with someone like Anthony Joshua who does not fuck off training camps, you can argue maybe he took Reese a little light. <laughs> well, you know. Well, but I mean, he was still at least pretending to train. Right. 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 <laughs> he showed mean, up like in where, shape. You yeah. know, Fury didn't do shit. For his right. Fight. Right. But you know, he he still prepares very well for fights. He comes in good physical shape. He still has tremendous uh, power, but he can box. He's added that wrinkle to his, to his game now. You saw how he outboxed Andy Reese in the rematch, so he can box. And I think he's going to try to outbox Ngannou. And once Ngannou gets to that point where he's tired and exhausted, I think that's where you can expect to see AJ let his hands go. Oh, and yeah. We, we might see a stoppage in this one. Uh, you know, I, I know we're going to talk about that fight yeah. again as we get closer, but I, I agree with you 100%. I think he's going to... I, I think Francis is going to get the uh, the realization that oh wait a minute <laughs> this is this is what happens when you fight yeah. elite boxers you know uh, in boxing you yeah. know this is what's going to happen he, he's going to get hit harder than he's ever been hit and cleaner than he's ever been hit in his entire career yeah now I do look for Engano to do something early in the fight like in the early rounds to make some noise early in the fight because that's when he has the most energy. Do you think he's, AJ's going to let him tag him? Do you think that's going to happen? I don't think he'd be that dumb. I think Fury just completely underestimated the whole event probably and I'm, just went in there and took a shot and said, shit. Nah, yeah. what, you know, I, I think AJ is going to benefit from having seen that. Right. And uh, he, he's going to play this thing smart. He's, he's got, you know, underrated boxing skills. And, you know, he's got great power but underrated boxing skills. And I think he's going to showcase him on this one. I think I think AJ's speed is just going to be way too much for Francis. Uh, but anyway, we'll we'll definitely talk more about yeah. that fight, you know, as as it approaches, which we aren't too far off on. Listen, uh, you know, we're already you know wrapping up January here, uh, and 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 jumping into February, man. That March date is going to come around pretty quick, so yeah. stay tuned for that. Uh, real quick, another thing to stay tuned for. Uh, I, you know, we won't get too deep off into this because obviously there's a lot that needs that's TBD to be determined uh, with these scenarios. Uh, it was, you know, announced by uh, His Excellency Turkey El Sheikh 
Uh, he wanted to see a five versus five. Five fighters from Matchroom, uh, Eddie Hearn, taking on five fighters from uh, Queensbury Promotions, uh, the legendary Frank Warren. And, you know, again, what his excellency says he wants to see happen, they make it happen. These guys are already sitting down doing face-offs. It's amazing to see two guys who at one time, uh, you know, were sworn enemies laughing and shaking hands and hugging each other and taking pictures, man. Uh, but that should be pretty cool. And again, you love to see the influence that Saudi is having uh, on the boxing game, bringing promoters together and creating unique scenarios. This five versus five matchup. Kind of cool, man. Yeah. And another thing that they're doing very well is, you know, look at the fight posters and look at, you know, the, the marketing, the name of the events. You know, they name right. their events and stuff. It's almost like wrestling. You know, you have a paper. Every pay-per-view has a name. Right. And, you know, they're doing the same thing here. You know, I think uh, that's a big part of it as well. Yeah, big, man. The, you know, the presentation. and Yeah, you know, knockout, chaos, ring of fire, all these different, you know, yeah, the, the way that they're marketing. You know, the, the from the advertisements, everything is top, top notch with these guys. So a five versus five, you know, you know, promotion versus promotion type of deal. I think that'd be that'd be really good. It'd be exciting, you know, and it can open the the doors for something like a Golden Boy versus Top Rank event. Right there, you, you go. Know, I doubt we see anybody versus PBC because those guys just don't get it. They just don't get it, man. Then they just don't get it. But this can open the the doors for a lot of cross promotional stuff. You know, they already did it with the Day of Reckoning where they had thing was it thirteen different promoters That's working right. together. So, That's right. So this is this can be a good thing and. Uh, we can see a lot of good fights this way. Yeah, a I mean, lot of good fights. Uh, listen, it's already kicking off a trend. I, I saw a post today uh, that had Eddie Hearn sitting across from Oscar De La Hoya. So apparently they're trying to plan their own, you know, situation. I'm assuming on the zone since, you know, bitch-ass Chris Mannix was in the middle. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, <laughs> I assume that that's going to happen uh, to try to just keep in step. I don't think you'll ever be able to hang with what Saudi's doing because the funds, but uh, to kind of keep in step and, and stay on that note, you just love to see things like these trending. I think boxing, Fernando, the sport we love, has got this new life to it, doesn't it? It sure does. And, and it, how ironic that it comes after losing the two biggest networks. Interesting. Showtime and HBO. Yeah. You know, HBO obviously years earlier, but we've lost both of those. And if you would have told me that before all this, you know, years ago, I would have thought, well, damn, boxing's going to die then. Yeah. But it, it, it really hasn't. It's gotten stronger in a way. It, it really has. And and it's more accessible now in different uh, platforms. I mean, Peacock has uh, the boxer promotion. Right. I think they had the uh, Michaela Mayer fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, was last week, right? So I mean, it's more accessible now, and you know, it's get the big the big fights are getting made as well. That's another thing that's a big uh, it's a big factor. You have to make the big fights, you know. And I, I got to send a special shout out uh, to His Excellency uh, Turkey Al Sheikh. Uh, I saw an interview that uh, uh, that uh, Ade uh, Aladipo did with him. I think on behalf of the Zone um, uh, last week, and he opened up and shared. You know, his passion for the sport, even named his two favorite fighters of all time, which was very interesting. Larry Holmes and Roberto Duran, uh, his all time favorite fighters. And just this guy, man, he could sit right here and we could talk boxing with him for days. He is just a a, a true uh, a, a fan and just a lover of the sweet science, man, of boxing. And it's his heart uh, that really has created a lot of this, man. You know, uh, it's shaking up the boxing world for the better. And I'm just uh, grateful as a fan to see these things happening, man. It's like some of the things that we've missed that made the sport great are starting to come back. Yeah. I mean, 
And of course, you know, he's got those deep pockets, you know, so that's what's making a lot of this happen. But you know what? Somebody had to do this. And I'm glad that he, you know, he's uh, someone that, you know, has the same passion for the sport that a lot of us hardcore fans have. And, you know, he's, he's committed to making the big fights. And I said it last time when we did, uh, when we were kind of doing like our own award show uh, on a recap, he definitely was the promoter of the year last year. Yep. And he's looking to re- defend that crown this year because Absolutely. He, he keeps putting on the big events. And when he does pay-per-view, reasonable pay-per-view price, yeah, loaded undercard, yeah, what, you know, what more you know can you expect? You know, that's a it, he really has done a, a tremendous uh, amount of uh, good for the sport. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, can, should we should we give him a round of applause? Yeah, we should. He deserves it for sure. His Excellency, that is for you, sir. Thank please, you so much. Please invite us <laughs> to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there right now. Uh, let me, <laughs> would love to come out to Saudi. Come on. Uh, listen, man, uh, Fernando, thank you so much for coming through, man, uh, talking a little sweet science with us today. Hey, always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. Sure. Love what is shaping up to be another great year for the sport of boxing. Uh, really looking forward to it, too. Also going to be a big year for the sport of golf. A lot happening in that arena as well, too. Oddly enough... <laughs> Some of that is tied to what's going on with yep. this with, with with Saudi Arabia. Yep. Incredible what's happening in the world uh, of golf. And uh, listen, here's what it is, man. I I, I think we're going to be creating a lot of golf content uh, in the future. But listen, we know boxing. We're boxing guys, yeah. right? That that's where our sure. heart is at. Uh, just uh, we appreciate all that uh, the fair the fairways uh, have to offer. It'll all make sense this year, man. Yeah, it's all going to come together. Yeah, stay tuned. Some great things on the way. Fernando, thank you again, no my problem. friend. Thank you. And I just want to send a quick shout out to all my fighters. Uh, everybody in the local scene here, we'll be in the lookout. We might get some dates pretty soon. Hey. You know, Caesar the Tank Marcus, Big Kirk Blunt, you know, uh, Jonathan Munoz, Luis Galavis. You know, keep an eye out for us, man. We're, gonna, we're coming this year. Hey, we're looking for him, man. We'll see you all on the next one. Till next time, keep your hands up.